Many have remarked the speed with which Muad'Dib learned the necessities of Arrakis. The Bene Gesserit, of course, know the basis of this speed. For the others, we can say that Muad'Dib learned rapidly because his first training was in how to learn. And the first lesson of all was the basic trust that he could learn. It is shocking to find how many people do not believe they can learn, and how many more believe learning to be difficult. Muad'Dib knew that every experience carries its lesson. From The Humanity of Muad'Dib by the Princess Irma. Welcome back to I've Read Dune with Rory Voy. That guy over there is Rory Voy, and he's Red Dune. Hey. And I'm Andy. And I'm Austin. And uh, today, I think we're hearing uh, about two chapters. Are we trying to do we're that? Gonna, we're going to try to sneak in two chapters. Ooh, uh, don't tell mom. Don't tell mom that we stayed up late reading two chapters of <laughs> Dune of Frank Herbert's, of Hank Herbert's <laughs> After Hours. Hank Durbert? Night Dank Herbert. Dang it, I'm Dank. trying to tell you about Dune. <laughs> Dank Sherbert's Dune. Yeah. Uh, yeah, mom can't know. We're doing two mom chapters. <laughs> she can never know about our horrible transgressions. Uh, we're only supposed to read one chapter a night for health reasons, but fuck that. So, Rory, oh, so what is... Dune nightmares. <laughs> What's that? What's what's our what's what are we in for today? Well, interestingly enough, chapter nine is where shit starts to go down. But uh, yeah, this this book starts to pick up some real steam here. But it's just such a quick chapter; it feels kind of awkward to be like, "All right, here's the first time shit's happening for okay. you know three minutes of recording, and then uh, you know move moving on." So you know, well, I figure we'll try to s- slam it in with two a little two for Rooney. Okay. Yeah, okay. well, then whisk us away on, on your magic a- carpet, your magic dune carpet. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So, we, we open in on, uh, if you remember uh, very much previously, we don't, Dr. Uwe. Doc- <laughs> well, Dr. Uwe it was talking about how he how he gave some sleeping pills to Paul. Do you guys remember that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was kind of unclear on the why. I don't know if that was part of his uh, spooky plan was to have Paul just be dead asleep or if maybe... This was just a way to just introduce more psychedelic drugs into the into the <laughs> into the book. It's a little well, unclear why. I mean, Paul Paul's also a teen, and you know, I think the world is generally better when they shut up. Yeah, when they shut the f up. But guess what? <laughs> just like the last time Paul went to, I don't know when Paul sleeps because every time he goes to sleep in this book, he's just faking it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why they got to give him some codeine. That's why they got to give him those pills, I guess. But he has stayed up past his bedtime, just like us. He palmed, the, he palmed that sleeping pill and is just laying there wide awake, anxious about being on the planet Arrakis, I guess. I mean, it does sound like it sucks. Get those first day of school jitters. So he gets up and he starts poking around this bedroom. 
and uh, he's just like, you know, he see he notices the place seems to have been specifically designed to appeal to him, uh, <laughs> which is exactly what it was, and he fell for it like a big dumb idiot. Like posters of his favorite bands. Yeah, it's all, all my favorite bands. <laughs> Godsmack. <laughs> all right. How did they know? So yeah, so Paul is looking around his room for various uh, uh, all the things that that have made him such a that have that have attracted him to this to this room not really anything interesting or specific it's like the headboard of the bed and stuff like that <laughs> is this kind of like how they'd select a dalai lama kind of looking at the toys yeah kind of like that yeah it's just if, like they like the the if they like the last dalai lama stuff yeah no wait yeah. you say you say that his headboard was exciting like like no all they, not literally they... but he, that's the kind of stuff he's observing he's not seeing you know, we joked about the, the, the posters and stuff, but there's nothing explicitly polished about this room. You can't really infer much, but right. this is the room that they were going to, that they were going to like sneak way down into his subconscious and make him like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so then the Hunter Seeker arrives. The Hunter Seeker is this, this, uh, flying bigger than a needle uh let's call it it's 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 a it's it's a levitating needle but it's maybe the size of like a knitting needle kind of but very sharp a really really big category hunter seekers are bigger than a needle (laughs) yeah yeah, fair enough it's a needle shaped but i i feel like you can't say needle shaped if it's the size of a sword or a knife now yeah yeah yeah. is it like it's like a baby carrot maybe i think it's like a a knitting needle is how i imagine like a very sharp knitting needle sure it floats around it enters this room and and it's kind of it's got uh, a dinosaur rules where if Paul, Paul knows if he doesn't move it can't really see him that good. Uh, okay. The hunter seeker is piloted by a person, but I oh. guess it sees motion and it just it wants uh, to find out if he's really asleep, like he said he no, was. No, not this, this is time. The, this is the first night in Arrakis, and uh, this is an assassination attempt, my dude. Oh this shit! Gonna, shit. This hunter seeker is it's. it's it's blade shaped for a reason. Oh. Oh. Mm. I feel like it's kind of ripping off that scene in Attack of the Clones where. Yeah, it's ripping off Attack of the Clones is exactly right. Kill Padme. Yeah. That was which is with a, like a living centipede creature. Yeah. It's nothing uh, like this floating needle. It's kind of like a floating needle. It's kind of like that, actually, but they're ripping off the movie Dune. <laughs> I mean, the room of the book too, but no, it's a, it's a lot like the scene. You can watch, the, whatever. I, 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 I scream myself blue in the face saying that Star Wars is just Dune. Okay, just okay. Dune there's for a, gods. Yeah, there's, there's a Hunter yeah. Seeker. You said this was a short chapter, and and, this, and well, yeah, you guys keep we're, interrupting we're gonna, your we're jokes interrupt with you your hilarious jokes. We're very funny, Rory. To be fair, so now Paul is Paul is standing still, and he's kind of examining his options. He's he doesn't sleep with his. Uh, he just calls it a shield, but I, it's some sort of, like, gravity sort of well that pushes bullets away and stuff. Hmm, okay. It's my impression of the shield. Uh, had I had my book in front of me, we could have gone check the glossary. Uh-oh, truth comes out. <laughs> Rory lost his book. I know, I can't find the book today. Sorry, you guys, you can support our Patreon and uh, <laughs> buy Rory a new book. Buy Rory a new copy, dude. <laughs> Needy Rory's need copies of Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Every month we'll buy Rory a new copy of Dune. <laughs> He's going through the various options. So he knows that a person is controlling this and he knows that they are nearby. Mm-hmm. And he knows that the main way that the Hunter Seeker 
uh, is uh, has sight, you know, I guess. Mm-hmm. This is written in the 60s. You didn't have, I don't know how easily you could expect a camera to be on a, on a flying needle. So That's fair. It, and so as he's as he's deliberating how he's going to uh you know get out of this situation without getting poked in the face uh our lady our our spooky witch lady mapes enters the room <gasps> the shout and out the hunter seek right. yeah, shout out mapes and then the <laughs> and the, the she's the one who has a life debt right she owes like lady she Jessica. made a sword disaster i think that's uh, that's been she did she cleared that with the hint that tonight's going down oh i see i see i see so uh so she enters the room the hunter seeker dives at her uh paul because he's very fast and smart and good at everything catches the <laughs> catches the hunter seeker uh, midair and smashes it into the door what Damn. a gary uh, stew what a, what, a, what a wonderful gary stew uh well he's not really because he's not very likable He's, right. He has a <laughs> he's, he's good at everything, but he's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> so now Paul's going, kind of going through the the various um, outcomes of, of this. So he knows now. Uh, Mapes is basically the only person in the castle besides his mother and father that he thinks couldn't possibly have been steering this this hunter seeker mm-hmm. because he sees it almost kill her. Right. Uh, now, and we were just talking about that. Now, Mapes has a new water burden for it to to Paul for saving her life, and she's none too happy about it. She's like, Fuck! <laughs> God damn it! I'm lousy with life debts. Why do I keep doing this? Uh, so uh, she says that she tells him she knows there's a traitor within House Atreides, uh, which Paul thinks is, is uh, hogwash. But yeah. Uh, she doesn't really care. He's like, believe me or don't believe me, the debt's paid. Uh, I say, you know, so deal with it. Uh, Paul, uh, Paul sends Mapes, uh, I think, to Uh-oh. go find his father. Go to go tell to go tell her his father's men that he's going to find his mother, and his mother and Mapes just came from telling from Lady Jessica's side to go find Paul because of that. Because mm-hmm, tonight's mm-hmm. when it's going down. So she we'll says, down. So, so Lady Jessica says, "Go find Paul." Paul says, "Go find my dad." And and now Paul's going to his mom in the weirding room. Oh, no! What do they do there? Oh, we don't know yet. That's the I, end. Re- is... I reject. I reject. You don't like the weirding room? I reject this. I I, I reject I'm, this. I'm sitting by and accepting a lot of things from this, but the weirding right, so this room. Is, this was chapter nine. No, the weirding room is dope because weird stuff is cool. Does every house in uh, Iraq has to sort of have a weirding room? <laughs> uh, I would guess you. I don't know. Is it like a mud room? Like how some it's houses not like have a mud, mud room. It's not, it's not like a Massachusetts mud room. That's <laughs> where so you come put your stinky boots. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's just somebody in there going, "Ooh, that's weird. <laughs> that's so weird in this weirding room." Uh, okay, so that's a little cliffhanger. Great. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Dune. This is all the content. No, wait, this wait, week. wait. <laughs> no, stop. You're mistaken. Oh. <laughs> We've got one more, one more chat. We're going to dig into one more. All right. Okay, so- well, wait a minute. No, no. If we're doing one more episode, I think we need to do some sort of weird. I think we need to cut to like the intro again. <laughs> I think we need to do this Bow. over again. <laughs> <laughs> What had the Lady Jessica to sustain her in her time of trial? Think you carefully on this Bene Gesserit proverb and perhaps you will see. 
Any road followed precisely to its end leads precisely nowhere. Climb to the mountain just a little bit to test that it's a mountain. From the top of the mountain, you cannot see the mountain. From Muad'Dib Family Commentaries by the Princess Irulan. Hey, welcome back yeah, chapter again. Chapter 10, chapter 10, still going, still here. <laughs> it's it's ever doing. Good break. What nice, yeah, we're all, we're all refreshed and rested. But we're up after, after hours now. We're doing what mom, <laughs> we're doing what mom said. said all three of us are, are, are under one blanket with a flashlight <laughs> and we're, we're looking at this book and Rory's reading aloud to us because we can't read. No, I can't read. <laughs> Rory, never... or Andy's being nice. He can read, but I can't. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't want to out you on air, you know. I mean, that would be sort of a shit move. But, uh, but no, Austin is entirely just a fucking idiot. So yeah, I can't even see letters. I just see blank pages. <laughs> I don't see letters. I be letters. <laughs> <laughs> when I see letters, then you can be letters. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, it's chapter 10. It's chapter Tell 10. Tell us about and, chapter 10. Uh, chapter 10, we open on uh, Lady Jessica meandering around the halls of this of this good castle. And uh, I don't remember when it's explicitly revealed, but we get the impression now that this is, we're, we're back some amount of time from from chapter 9. No, uh, oh, okay, okay. no hooting and hollering in the halls as, as, as bad stuff's going down, you know? Oh, no. <laughs> So Jessica finds a, a a very funny door, and she thinks, "Well, that's so very weird. That's so weird. What a weird door! Uh, it's <laughs> locked. It's it's locked with the uh, with what's called a palm lock, which I guess is something you can only open if you're a Benny Gesserit witch. So do with that as you will. It's a Benny mm. Gesserit. The weirding room is a basically a Benny Gesserit, you know, sanctum." Oh, oh, like not like the... so smart now. Like weird, like like W Y R D, like no, they like... don't spell it that way. But that's kind of the th- weirding is if the weird is their power. So weird, you gotta to, appreciate to the restraint from Frank Herbert there to just spell <laughs> it normally. <laughs> well, we're sort of we're sort of like Macbeth witching here at this yeah. at this point, yes. you know, like okay, okay. I'm I let it let it be known I'm a little bit more on board with the weirding room. Good. So before she opens the door, Mapes arrives to tell her that the Duke's men ha- are looking for Paul. There's been an attempt on the Duke. Shit's going down. Mm. Uh, Jessica tells Mapes where to find her son, and uh, she goes into the weirding room. All right. So inside, Jessica finds an airlocked room serving as a plant ro- le- plant greenhouse. A greenhouse. Uh, it's full of plants and waters. It has. It has tons of friendly sunlight and um, very nice plants. So, wait, you said an airlock? Yeah. Interesting. Or what you might, or what the British might call a waterlock. Mm. Or watertight, you know, they say watertight instead of airtight, but I think the that Brits makes live underwater. Clear. Because the Brits are from the sea town Atlantis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, the airlock, the water, it's water, the water stays in the room. That's not, it's not like a spaceship. It's for the drip, drip, drip of the good water. <laughs> uh, uh, Jessica's kind of floored by how much water it must take to kind of power this room. And she finds a letter, a letter from Margot Lady Fenring. Now, this okay. is a character. We, we're not going to need to know too much about them, but this is going to give us a little insight into 
this planet, we had thought uh, previously uh, that the house was literally run by uh, House Harkonnen. Uh-huh. And it's clear now that the Harkonnens were actually these sort are, are, are this new money that come up somewhere within the 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 um the guild and and this uh government this governor's mansion was run by a standing governor. Interesting. Instead of a sitting governor like Baron Harkonnen. Well, instead of a big, yeah, big sitting monster. So, just the Harkon, the the Harkonnens have never outright controlled this planet, which is why we were, which is why this is the attempt is happening now. Uh, mm. We we were under the impression that they'd been kind of kicked out from controlling it. They've been kicked out from essentially controlling it, but not literally. They were not they were not the the rulers of Arrakis at any time. They Got just it. had a, they just had their grubby little fingers in in the pot much deeper than than now. I'm, I I, I want to say got it, but I also don't want to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Jessica finds a letter from Margot Lady Fenring, Lord Fenring being the emperor's proxy on Arrakis before the Atreides arrived. Uh, the letter warns that the proximity of a desirable thing tempts one to overindulgences and that on that path lies danger. I, I love just sending my friends incredibly <laughs> yeah. vague I, letters. I love giving you guys a chance to respond like you have any sort of, <laughs> you have the ability to just <laughs> <laughs> expect that to have meaning. So basically, uh, this is um, this is a little preamble that uh, is coded with uh, Benny Gesserit. Uh, this is a letter from one from one BG to another BG. Okay. So now now they're on the same page. Now she knows. Uh, that uh, the lady Margot is is on is on Team BG, and that this room is a Benny. Je- I guess she already knew it was a Benny Jesse room because it was locked. I don't know. You get it. It's now she knows. So uh, this letter is about to be good. It's a good letter. And 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 okay. So wait a minute. So who is who is this woman? One more time, Margot Lady Fenring. Lady Fenring. Margot uh, Martin. Margot is lady is Lady Fenring. Lord Fenring is the emperor's proxy on Arrakis before the Atreides arrived. Okay. Okay. So they they were just governors. They yep. were not uh they're not going to be characters we need to keep track of forever. Got it. Great. Did they die? Uh it's unclear. I think they just left. They just left. Okay. Jessica searches for a hidden message and discovers one on a leaf positioned near the letter written in super top secret Bene Gesserit code. The message warns Jessica of the Baron's plans. Always drink attempt, your Ovaltine. Always drink your Ovaltine, <laughs> including the attempt on Paul's life and the betrayal of a trusted friend. Blah, blah, blah. So they know they know the Baron's got a guy. Paul has been said somebody's on in, with somebody within House Atreides. Now I think what they mean here is not Paul, Jessica, or um, R- right, or, right. It's or the like Duke somebody himself, who... but but not just somebody who's you know not just a soldier in a hat. Somebody somebody in the upper circle. Mm-hmm. They now know somebody in the yeah in the inner circle is is uh, a traitor. Uh, naturally, the letter doesn't contain all the details <laughs> because you know she. Uh, Cause, cause says she's in a, Dune's I, over. Yeah, so we get the impression Margot's writing this with much haste. Um, though why you know it's a handwritten letter with uh <laughs> you know in, in, with a convoluted code. I don't know, but the you know pl- needless to say uh, they've given. Uh, Herbert has given a modest excuse for why this letter doesn't just have the plot of Dune in it. 
Sorry, I, I forgot there wasn't a character named Herbert. I was trying to figure out what you were referring <laughs> Mr. Frank to. Mr. Frank or Herbert. Or okay, Mr. yeah, Mr. I'm on the page now. I'm on that page. All right, so where we're at then, She's she's gotten this message inside of a, you know, she's inside of a spooky room that is kind of a cool Benny Gesserit room. And yeah, yeah, yeah. now she knows that now someone's knows... going to betray them. Yes, but before she can actually do much with this information, the, 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 the attempt, she knows there's going to be an attempt on Paul's life, but she's yeah. already sent Mapes to go to Paul. Yep. So she learns it, and as she learns this, Paul comes, you know, wheeling into the room with the, with the smashed Hunter Seeker in his hand. Right. And uh, now that he sees that there's a, you know, some sort of wishing well in this, in this, in this <laughs> plant, in this, in this greenhouse, he submerges it to, you know, fry up all the electronics. Ah, okay. Uh, Jessica wonders if the betrayal of a friend suggests that Howitt will betray House Atreides, given that Howitt was the one who cleared this this place as like good to go. He's there. He's there. Mm-hmm. He's there. He's their sneaky snake. He's there. He's there. Their master assassin, and he's the one who cleared it for no assassins. <laughs> I promise. I promise, no assassins in here. Only one assassin is me, dude. <laughs> Oh, Paul, 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 eh, they, they, they discuss it in a, in a calm and meaningful discussion about how it can't be, how it, um, we'll get it. Well, I think, I think that gets, I think that gets, that gets further explained later. So one of how it's men enters, he explains that they found the operator of the, of the hunter seeker, uh, which was just some dude in a, some dude in a, um, in an Atreides uniform, some, uh, some unnamed mook. Is un- just, they don't know just if he Doug. was a Fremen. Yeah, it's just Doug. <laughs> uh, the man died before he could spill the beans on the whole betrayal. Oh. Did the old, did the old, did the old. Can't You can't, dead man tells no tales, dude. A little cyanide, cyanide tooth action. I don't think he had cyanide in his tooth, but yeah, he makes it, he, he's suicide by cop, if nothing else. Okay, so this is all pretty convenient, I guess. Yeah, it's a little convenient, um, but I think we remember... There's supposed to be a fake assassination attempt to make them believe that they have foiled the assassination attempt. I, re- I remember this. This is right. Mm, yeah, yes. yeah. No, that's been established. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's this. Um, yeah, we learned about that in that. Okay. Shady I think, I think, I think the Baron says that at the very beginning, right? He's yeah. Like, we're we're going yeah. Right. So this is an easy to foil yeah. attempt. Or easy enough. Got it. Yeah. Uh, since they believe the conservatory is fake, Jessica and Paul stay inside while the guard takes position outside. Jessica and Paul discuss Howitt and the letter. Jessica doesn't believe Howitt guilty of anything except being old and overworked. There we are. Uh, <laughs> and she warns that the letter may exist simply to sow distrust among them. So now they are, they, they're, they're poking holes in this assassination attempt as the attempt. They think it, it's possible that if everybody doesn't trust each other, then it's going to be easier for the real assassin to, to make his move. Damn, they smart. They smarts? She tells Paul to tell his father, but only in private. Jessica notices someone signaling through the conservatory window. So she sees uh, that people are signaling each other through, not Morse code, but essentially Morse code with, with, some, with a light up in the cliffs. She, I don't know, it's kind of an odd observation. Like we, I, I guess, again, this is a 60s thing where they need to explain away communication in a way that people with cell phones wouldn't, we weren't that concerned yeah. about these people might, might be communicating. Totally. So she's, she's thinking about how it, anybody using these lights means they're not using the radio bandwidths, which means they don't want to be caught, which I don't know why that needs explaining. That's a duh. 
That's a duh to me, but I don't know. Uh, she she uses it as a deduction that these people could only be the Harkonnens, and that uh, this was the assassination attempt on their life that they'd been warned against. And that's yeah. chapter ten. And so now, now that there's been an assassination attempt, now they're not going to be really on the guard for a second one. Well, that is that is the plan. We will yeah. see exactly how guarded they are about future attempts. Um, sure, sure. And if they're going to suspect yeah. that doctor... That, that the good doctor Yue is going to do a little no-no. A little no-no into Paul's oopsie. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it did sound... That's, that's the a, medical yeah, term. I, I, really, I, really, I really don't like the idea that a doctor is going to do a no-no into a kid's oopsie. Like I know. When, it, when it's a kid, it sounds really <laughs> gross, and I, I regretted saying it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, so you're right. You were right. Shit really started happening in these chapters. Shit's going down now, dude. <laughs> you gonna say it like that every time? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think for this chapter, this is gonna be my <laughs> my talking like that chapter. Shit's going down now. Shit's going down now. I'm excited for shit to go down because I feel <laughs> like it's it's about time for shit to go. Down. Shit's shit's been percolating for a while and it needs to start going down. Well, thanks, Rory. Well, thank thanks you. for being thanks for our guide. My, thanks for talking to talking about Dune with me, my best friends. Yeah. He's uh, he's Rory Voy. He's read Dune. We're Austin and Andy, and now you've kind of read chapters nine and ten of Dune. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you want to hear more shows from us, we have two more for you. The Infinite Backlog is our extremely exciting Marvel podcast where we started at 1961 and we move forward with way too much reading. Wham, bam, pow. <laughs> and you get to hear almost every week Rory and Shane complain about how much reading it is. There's so much reading. It's always Warlock. <laughs> it comes out most Saturdays. Saturday Morning Tuesdays, you guys, it's the show that started it all. Uh, you can hear me, Rory, and Andy, and we are on this journey most Tuesdays where we are looking through the weirdest and wildest, coolest and droolest uh, <laughs> cartoons, children's cartoons, adult cartoons from all across the spectrum of time. We're going to cover your favorite show. Maybe we're going to talk about the ones you hate. Probably. <laughs> and it's a great, wonderful time. So be sure to catch that. And of course, if you enjoyed this show or any of our shows, really, and you want to support us, we do have a Patreon chock full of bonus content. Everything from videos to sound clips to even some fun art that I get to make for you once a month. Um, and, you know, even if you can't support us monetarily, if you don't have anything to give, we would just love it if you joined our Discord and send us memes. Um, send memes to us all day long. Keep us awake all night long with your memes. We love memes. We consume them. Just ruin us with your memes. <laughs> Please ruin us with your memes. As always, our links are in the episode description. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Laters. Laters.